Hi, I'm John Weldon. And I'm Torsten Moore. And welcome to This Is Your Music. This is our second podcast, and I'm really looking forward to this one today, Torsten, because I get to talk about my favorite band of all time. We get to talk about Slow Dive. Slow Dive, a band I never heard before, and um, they are so fantastic. I'm so glad that you recommended them to me. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation tonight. Yeah, so, so I, I, for me, we go back a long way. So these were kind of one of my first real love affairs in music. Um, back in, I remember 1991, I was in college um, and I picked up Just For A Day, which was their first album. And I remember listening to it and I thought, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of nice. Um, at the time, I was listening to lots of kind of noisy bands like My Buddy Valentine and Jesus and Mary Chain. And Slow Dive kind of fitted in there. And I remember thinking, yeah, yeah, they're really great. But then I got their first EP and my whole life changed. Like it, it just, <laughs> er, everything I, I, I knew about music changed when I heard Slow Dive and then Avalon 1 and Avalon 2, everything changed. And everything from there, um, I, I think Slow Dive changed who I listened to, why I listened to them um, and they're the only band I think that I am totally and utterly in love with, have always been in love with and will always be in love with. <laughs> so you have two loves in your life. It's Imelda Imelda and Slow Dive. <laughs> so like, when, I, when I recommend it, it's a, it's a good few years ago when I introduced them to you. What, what did you think? Um, I was totally flashed. Um, I, as I said, I, I never heard them before. And um, as you said, um, Slow Dive, um, their influence, <laughs> I looked a little bit online, um, by Sonic Youth, Cure, and as I know, Cure, you're a huge fan of Cure yeah. as well. Um, and I love them very much, absolutely. And I think the first record um, I bought, it was um, Souflaki, is it yeah. correct? Souflaki, yeah. 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 And um, it's this wonderful song, 40 Days. Uh, brilliant. Was yeah, absolutely delighted. And um, was it the other one called Souflaki Space Station? Very funny <laughs> name, but the song is so beautiful. And um, yes, and this the style of the music. It's um, for me uh, the first impression was a little bit dark. Yeah. So if you are in a very bad mood, um, normally don't listen to them. You will <laughs> jump behind the train or jump <laughs> at the first floor. No, um, it's it's a very um, intensive music. Was my impression? It's a little bit dark, uh, but uh, it's also sometimes um, underlined with the sweet voice of the singer. Um, yes, Rachel Goswell. Lady. Yeah, yes. What's that? Rachel? Rachel, Rachel Goswell. Goswell. Yeah, 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 yeah. And herself and Neil Halstead are kind of the leaders. Um, the, the genre, uh, you know, is, is, is called shoegaze. Um, and there's so many shoegaze bands that I still listen to and I still love. And I think the genre for me is my favorite. Um, John, John, please, please explain our <laughs> listeners and to me, you. what is shoegaze? <laughs> right. At the time, the, the, 
back in the early 90s, the whole scene was shoegaze. And there's a huge debate over who started shoegaze, whether it was Jesus and Mary Chain with their Psycho Candy album or My Bloody Valentine. I, I think it's My Bloody Valentine because I'm going to have to say that because they're from Ireland. Um, but shoegaze, the, 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 the genre is called shoegaze because they use so many um, effects pedals for the guitars. So when they were playing live, they used to have to look down on the floor to, to press all the effects pedals. Um, okay. So the, the I guess the, the press were saying they spent our whole time looking at their shoes. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, it's all because of the guitar effects. Um, so that's the genre. There's so many bands and it's still going strong. There's still so many shoegaze bands. And I just love the genre. But for me, Slow Dive are, are the pinnacle of that, of that whole scene. Um, like their their first EP, that Slow Dive EP, which I spoke about, yeah. I, I think it's, it's untouched. I, I think it's just amazing. And then the second EP, the Morning Rise EP, you know, that song, it's just so noisy. It's a real noisy, <laughs> slow, dark um, EP. And for me, you know, I, Amelda listens to it and she's like, oh my God, I'm not sure I like this. For me, it's just this beautiful noise and the lyrics are soft. The singing is soft, but the guitars are just crashing in the background and I just love it. Um, yeah. the, the, their first album, as I said, Just For A Day, I love it. I think the two standout tracks for me are um, Catch The Breeze and Primal. You know, Primal is the last song on the album. I wish that song would just go on forever. Like, just, <laughs> just keep it going on forever and don't stop. And then, as you say, the Subaki album was their second album um, yeah. in 1993, I think. And I remember when that came out. And it was kind of a big leap for them and everybody says that Tsubaki is kind of their masterpiece um for me I'm not so sure because I I Pygmalion for me is is just incredible an incredible album and we just spoke about you know before we, we started recording we spoke about Rudy and yes. how 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 blissed out that song is Rudy is a very short song it's only 10 minutes long <laughs> <laughs> it's great and the whole album it, it, it's just such a laid back um trippy album um and i think they moved like for me so that I, I matured with them and I, i i lived with them they were really my bands like uh, nobody else could like so that they were my band you know and i just yeah. love them um, and pygmalion i remember when it came out in 95 i was in college and i took the afternoon off i, I skipped all my classes just to go listen to it so i listened to it all afternoon um, and to this day, I, I go back to this album probably once or twice every week. Um, there are some songs on that, that, you know, there's a song called Jay's Heaven. I have no idea what they're singing about because I don't understand the lyrics, but it's That's such a... That's good an... to hear. You as an Irishman can't understand the lyrics. So it's hard for me as a German guy to understand the meaning of the lyrics. <laughs> I, 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 would love, I would love them to tell me, okay, this is what the lyrics of, of Jay's Heaven is. This is what we're singing about. But it's just, I think it brings a bit of mystery to it. Um, and, you know, they're, they're just, those first three albums are great. And I remember being absolutely heartbroken when they yeah. broke up in 1995 and they went on to form a band called Mojave three. And I, I know that you've listened to those as well. Um, the, the Mojave three's first album actually was released the same year as Pygmalion. And it's a beautiful album. Ask me tomorrow. It's just absolutely beautiful, but it wasn't slow dive. And I do love Mojave yeah. three, but they're not slow dive. But, and the style of uh, Mojave three is uh, for me, totally different to. Oh, completely. Completely. Um, 
I, I read online they described the, the style of music as dream pop. Dream pop, yeah, Is, absolutely. Are you okay yeah. with that? I'm okay with that. Um, if you look at, you know, all those kind of dream pop bands, you know, you, you recently got something by Mazzy Star. Mazzy Star for me would yes. be dream pop. The, the top of dream pop is Galaxy 500, who this podcast is named after. This is our music is a Galaxy 500 album. And Galaxy 500 for me is a, are, are, are kind of up there as one of the best dream pop bands. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but to describe for our listeners um, the style um, of slow dive a little bit um, more detailed, um, is it correct to saying um, when you listen to slow dive, there's a wall of sound coming to you? Absolutely. Um, we have several guitars playing, and um, yeah, the tone is very um, low, dark, and they're not really guitar solos as you might um, expect uh, like other rock bands have it's it's only um this this ambient guitar style isn't is it correct or oh absolutely how would you describe uh, it i think you you've nailed it for me the the beat the rhythm is slow right yeah but the guitars are furious like there's three guitarists um, and some of their songs there's just so much intensity in the guitars that yeah. you would expect everything to be fast. The guitars go really fast, the drums go slow, the bass goes slow. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so unusual. Um, and you've got this wall of sound and this, you know, this crashing noise, like the, yeah. the song Morning Rise is just three guitars going into feedback wow. and, and a really, really slow beat. Um, yes. And the, the lyrics are beautiful. The way they sing it is kind of beautiful. Um, and w when you're trying to describe, you know, really soft lyrics, really beautiful voices, um, a really slow beat, and then this crashing noise of guitars, it, yes. it, you kind of have to hear it to believe it. And this hall effect you sometimes have in the songs, especially the, the long tracks. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. And as you know, <laughs> I told our listeners already, um, I'm a sales manager. I'm traveling a lot. And when I'm driving um, at night back to my hometown, it's so wonderful to listen to Slow Dive. Cruising the Autobahn back home, it's a perfect soundtrack for traveling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you yeah. know, that Pygmalion album for me is is one that you can kind of, you can just sit back and just listen to it the whole yes. way through each song is so different the beginning and the way it ends is just beautiful um and i, I you know we all thought at the time when that album was over that was that was going to be slow Dive's last creation um and you know they really fell out of favor with the press at the time i remember at the start of 91 92 they were getting huge press and then the press kind of turned on that shoegazing genre and yeah. they were kind of you know, ridiculed uh, 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 with, with the press and the whole music scene had changed really and Britpop was coming in and they just weren't fashionable anymore. Um, and it was a real pity, you know, to see it happen that way. And I thought, you know what, that's it. They've left this legacy behind. Um, I, I never saw them, um, you know, in, when they were there the first couple of years, they never, I don't think they played in Dublin. So I've, I've never saw them and I thought, yeah, I'm never going to get a chance to see them. Mm. And then in 2014, 2015, there was rumors of them getting back together again. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, this cannot be true. <laughs> you know, this they is played like on the first music festivals in 2014. 
2014. So it was 2014. I looked online. I remember because they had a, a concert in London and I got tickets. I remember I was driving and I pulled over for 9 a.m. when, it, when the, the box office opened. And I remember pulling over to get um, on, online and I got two tickets and I was actually over the moon. So I had my plane ticket booked. I had my hotel booked in London. And you know that sometimes my heart goes into a regular rhythm. It went into a regular rhythm two days before the slow dive concert and meant oh, I no. missed the concert. <laughs> and I remember thinking, this was my opportunity. I will never get to see them. And I remember being absolutely devastated that I couldn't get to see them. And I still had the tickets um, oh. for that concert. Um, and I, was, I just, I thought, that's it. I, I, you know, it's not going to happen. But then they released a new album. Um, and then they played, I remember they played in Oxford, I think it was in 2016, and I got two tickets, and myself and Imelda went over to see them in Oxford, so got the plane tickets, got the hotel, stayed in Oxford, went to see them, and for me, it was the closest thing I'll ever get to a religious experience, <laughs> I just remember thinking, this is it, like, this is everything that in my music life has been building up to seeing them, and yeah. they were just unbelievable, it, it was just really, really special. And then in 2017, something awesome happened to you. They released a new record. And it's a, it's a wonderful album. And, yeah. you know, I remember um, when they were kind of releasing Star Roving, they would put snippets out on their website and you would listen yeah. to like 30 seconds of it. I remember thinking, oh, my goodness. You know, sometimes you're a little bit worried when bands reform. Um, are they going to just do the same or are they going to do something different? But I remember hearing the first 30 seconds of Star Roving and going, oh my God, like this is like a progression. And like, yeah. it's, it, it, how many years later? It was like nearly 20 something years later. And they were, they were still making unbelievable music. And I love the new album. It's one of, it, like, it is one of their best records. They've never released a bad record, but like I was. You know, it's it's it was just amazing that they got back together again, and even more amazing that they released something so yeah. progressive. You know, I, I just love them. And it's a, a new stage they entered. I think starting with the first song, slow mo. Yeah, it's unbelievable. The song. It's yeah, yeah. You <laughs> you have to. It's a it's a very um yeah slow song, and you have to play it loud. Loud. Absolutely. Sitting in your chair, relaxing. Have a good drink and just enjoying. Yeah, and then it kicks into Star Roving, and that song is is just yeah. it's just a great kind of dance track as well. Like it, yeah. it really has a beat, and you know, it, it, I love the end. I love the song "Falling Ashes" at the end. It's really slow, and yeah. it, you know, you've got Rachel and Neil's voices in the background, um, and what a way to finish the album. Um, and it's it it, it, it was just amazing. And I feel so lucky to be alive at the same time that these guys are recording music. Like, yeah. It's just incredible. And, you know, hopefully, you know, that they will get back into the studio and, and record again. And I think they've got plans to do that. Okay. And then um, the next song, Star Roving. It's also amazing. So I, I think you could hear this record just in one go. Absolutely. It's a short album. It's not a long album. Um, so it goes through pretty quickly. Um, you know, 
and it, it's 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 very different. And then you know some of the songs are quite fasty, some of the songs are quite poppy, and then you've got a song like yeah. Sugar for the Pill, which is again very similar to a kind of a Pygmalion song where it's really slow and it's it's kind of trippy um, and, and, you know, very lazy and relaxed. But the songs, the only, how, how many songs are on the record? I think it's eight, eight, eight songs. Eight, eight songs. songs, but yeah. most of them, they're long, long songs. Yeah, there, some of them are, you know, up to eight minutes, like that yeah. um, Falling Ashes, I think it's just over eight yeah. minutes. A little bit different to the old records, but... Uh, totally okay. I, I love them, and uh, it's one of my famous records I ever bought, thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, but, and, yeah. Um, th there's a little bit more um, than a slow dive. So you already told about uh, the singer, and well, I think he's also the mastermind, Neil mm -hmm. uh, Halstead. Neil yeah, and uh, he he released a solo albums. Um, he's got he's got I think he's got three solo albums, and yeah. the last one is a beaut. Um, it's just a great album and it, it's just him and, and he's a great songwriter and, and you could really see how you know you can see him in Slow Dive right and then if you put him into Mojave 3 you can see how different he is there and then you see him on the on, hear him on the solo albums it, again it's, it's different I think this guy is a freaking genius um, yeah, you know he, he he's a beautiful songwriter and I think I heard that he kind of has a a classical music background, so okay. and you can kind of hear that in the way he that the, the songs are composed, um, and you know to go back to the first EP, Avalon One and Avalon Two, there's three guitars, but the way the guitars all come in, they all kind of come in and out, in in synchrony, you know, and it's all synchronized. And I'm, yeah. all, I'm always, even to this day, like it's nearly 30 years old and I'm listening to this song and I'm trying <laughs> to catch, the, you know, the three guitars coming in and coming out. Um, and I, I just love, I just love hearing that kind of the way that song is kind of put together. Absolutely. And I was a little bit surprised when I listened to, to his last solo record, um, because as you said, he's, uh, it's a totally different style than, um, he wrote songs before now i think it's um it's it's folk music or what would you say I, I would say it is i would say it's kind of folk music um yeah and you know that palindrome hunches i think is the one you're talking about it's a beautiful album and it's him and the guitar it's acoustic it's folk music you're absolutely right it's definitely folk music yeah. um so you can kind of see how this guy can kind of do anything I did a very big mistake, by the way, John. Uh, I only bought the CD, not the vinyl. Oh, come on. So I'm normally buying only vinyl. And I looked online. Um, if you want to buy the vinyl, you have to pay. Are you sitting? Yes. 140 euros. It's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, have, have you have you got any Mojave 3? Have you listened to much of Mojave 3? I listen only online. I don't have a CD or a, a vinyl. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Th th their progression was really interesting as well. I, I think that Ask Me Tomorrow, their first album, is, is a beautiful album. Like, it's, it's you know, it's, it's that kind of a dream pop album. Um, they've released um, five albums, and they all kind of progress... But the last album, Puzzles Like You, is an absolute joy. It's a pop album. Like they released this okay. kind of poppy guitar album. Yeah. And 
again, you can hear Neil and, and Rachel, you know, singing together and it's just a joy. And that album was out in 2006. And I, I just love the way, and that was Mojave Tree's last album. And again, I love yeah. the way they finished Mojave Tree. It was just, it's just, it's such a fast album and it's just beautiful. Mojave Tree, they were founded because the record company of Slowdown, they dropped them. That's right. Creation Records dropped them. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because do you know the background? I do. Well, what I, from what I've read, the, the whole scene had changed. Um, at that time, Britpop, um, you know, which was Oasis and Blur, they were all becoming huge. And Oasis were on the same label um, as Slowdive. And I, I guess the record label wanted more bands like Oasis that were going to sell huge That's amounts right. of records. And it's yeah. interesting, though, because at the start of the 90s, Creation was a label where there was loads of shoegaze bands on creation like my bloody valentine were on creation ride were on okay. creation um so they had a huge amount of of kind of shoegaze bands so it, it kind of it was good that they were on creation at the start but then everything changed um and i guess they weren't commercial they weren't going to sell as many albums as oasis um so they got dropped it's always the same you have to earn money yeah if not You were fired. <laughs> yeah, and, and the creation story is interesting because it, it's, a, it's a label that was run by a guy called Alan McGee. Um, and he, when my, my Brave Valentine were recording Loveless, their, their kind of masterpiece, they nearly bankrupted the label because they kept having to give My Brave Valentine money to finish the album. And I think they gave oh. them a million pounds to finish the album. And it nearly, it, yeah. it nearly destroyed the, the record label. Um, but again, they... they, they They had no. Loveless on, on the label, which is amazing. Oh, my God. So, interesting news for our listeners. Um, Record Store Day is uh, still on. Yes. And um, there's a... Normally, we don't have to tell them because you <laughs> the, the, the vinyl will be sold out. But um, they will release an old one um, as a re-release. It's an EP. Yep. Can you tell a little bit more about this? This is the first EP, isn't it? The Slow Dive EP. Yeah. yeah like it was the very first? The very first EP. So there's only three songs on it. The Slow Dive song um, and then yeah. Avalon 1 and Avalon 2. Avalon 1 and, and Avalon 2 are, are the same music, but Avalon 1 is Rachel singing and Avalon 2 is an instrumental, which is kind of twice as long. Um, okay. <laughs> If you like your shoegaze, just go and get this. If you don't like your shoegaze, go and get it anyway. Um, <laughs> like it, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful piece. It's, it's kind of my pride and joy. Um, I have, I, like, I've got everything by them. Um, but this, like, this first EP is incredible. They were a real EP band. They released three EPs before their first album. So they have Slow Dive, Morning Rise, and Holding Our Breath. And th those three EPs are just amazing. Um, and some, you know, if you buy the CDs of the re-releases, you get a lot of the EPs included in the album. Um, and, you know, even with the Pygmalion CD, you get a lot of the B-sides and rarities included. And, and, and some, yeah. of, some of those songs as well are, are, are just incredible. Cool. Um, and I also bought the, the vinyl Pygmalion. Yeah. And um, I had a download code with that. And there are so many demo versions, which are also very worth to hear, yeah. to listen. So um, I only can recommend. 
buy it. <laughs> it, it, it. It really is. Like some of the some of the demo versions and some of the songs, and I think there's one called Acoustic Feedback. It's just our ambient guitar. Yeah. It's actually called. It's just amazing. Um, and I could just yeah. listen to that all day and just have it in the background all day. Yeah, that's a brilliant, brilliant band. Um, is there a band who is a little bit similar to uh, Slow Dive you can recommend? Or are they, there is only Slow Dive and there's nothing beside them? Uh, there, there's so many um, bands around that time. So at the time in the early 90s, My Bloody Valentine, like their Loveless album isn't anything. Those two albums are just amazing. Ride um, have a brilliant album called Nowhere and a really good album called Leave Them All Behind. Um, then you've got bands like Lush and they released some great albums in the early uh, 90s, Lush okay. in the early 90s as well. But, you know, even now, like if you if you listen to bands like Grouper, um, that's Liz Harris, like her stuff, I, I think you can kind of hear Slow Dive in them. Um, and there's a lot of that kind of those bands that you can kind of hear, you know, remnants of shoegaze in them. And I think Slow Dive are such an influential band now. And it's kind of great to hear some of the new bands reference Slow Dive. Um, and, you know, I, I just love that because, like, they're my band. <laughs> and mm. I, I love hearing people reference them. And then if they reference them, I'm going to go and listen to them. And that, to yeah. me, is very special. Cool. So hopefully um, we have this COVID-19 <laughs> uh, at the moment. Um, We, we don't have any concerts. No. And um, I think it will last until next year's spring. Hopefully, um, live concerts will come back. And hopefully, Slow Dive will touring again. Yes, you haven't so, seen them yet. And it, it really is, it really is a, just a wonderful, like, it's a wonderful experience because they're so damn noisy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's such a beautiful noise um, to kind of, behold in a kind of small venue i know they play the, the the festivals but for me go see them in a small venue and they're just it's so intense um and what i really love about them you know they don't have a they don't have the typical front man or front woman you know that yeah. they don't have that person that focal point and um, the music just does everything for them like they're all on the stage together And there's no kind yeah. of a Bono or a Marcy up there, you know, taking all the attention. And I, I just, that's what I really yeah. love about them as well. There's no leader. No. Every musician is for his own and that's playing right. in a band like this. I have a little venue here at home. It's called YouTube. And <laughs> <laughs> I watch them on YouTube several times here. So um, very, very nice. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. But It's nothing um, against uh, like uh, seeing them live on stage in a small venue. So YouTube can't replace something like this. No, absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Great. Well, wonderful. Fine. Well, that was good talking about Slow Dive. I, you know, I could do every podcast just talking about Slow Dive. And maybe we'll come back <laughs> to them at some stage. Um, but it really is. It's, it, it's great to to talk about them they mean so much to me i think they changed my changed my life like everything i remember about them there were so many happy memories and i grew up with them i matured with them you know and i could just to kind of live through that and as i said i'm just 
blessed to be alive at the, at, at the same time that this music because I just feel that this music is kind of created for me when I hear them yeah. and I, when I hear shoegaze I'm like oh this is this is all for me and, and I just <laughs> love that so so thanks for taking the time to talk about it uh, with me today Torsten and you know that it, it really was great it was fantastic like every time talking with you John <laughs> so hopefully we sit soon together in a pub having a glass of beer yes and talking about slow dive yeah. no doubt yes yeah, yeah. Or so John um, for our next podcast um, I have a band um, who's attending my own life um, it's a Canadian band Rush um, you might heard of them it's not that typical music style you like But um, I think um, there will be some songs. They're also very touch your soul or your heart. Okay. <laughs> or just play the air guitar <laughs> with that song. Okay, so this yeah. would be interesting because I, I, I know very, very, very little of Rush. So what you're going to have to do is give me some recommendations on what to listen to. Uh, so <laughs> I've got some homework to do for the next podcast, it looks like. Um, <laughs> so I look forward to that. So I will send you some information about Rush and uh, some recommendations Perfect. of their records. Perfect. And um, yes, I'm really looking forward for our next awesome. podcast. So am I. And um, everybody, um, we have a, an email address that we created. Um, it's called thisisourmusic at outlook.com. So if you have ideas or if there's any anything you want us to talk about, you can email us at thisisourmusic at outlook.com and You know, we, we'd love to hear from you um, and, you know, let's see uh, what people want us to talk about. Um, I think that would be good. Yeah, that's a great idea. So looking forward to your comments. Yes, and I'm looking forward to listening to Rush. And so this is going to be interesting for me because I know nothing about them. And as you say, I, uh, let's, let's see where it takes us. Yeah, definitely. Okay, my friend, then... It was a pleasure for me talking to you. A pleasure for me talking to you. So thank you very much and talk to you in a couple of weeks. To all the listeners, have a great time and stay healthy. Bye. Bye-bye.